Welcome back to What Do You Value. My name is Kenny Manel, and today I'll be joined by Prospect High School teacher, Mr. Heilman. Mr. Heilman, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Kenny? I'm doing good. Excellent. So we'll get right into a big question. Sure. Mr. Heilman, what do you value? Oh, man. When you ask what do you value, you know, as I was sitting here right before you asked me that question, because I knew you were going to ask me that question, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I can go down a bunch of different roads, I guess, with answering that. Um, but I think first and foremost, I value relationships, um, relationships with, 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 with all people um, in terms of like with my wife, with my kids, with my friends, um, my, my extended family. Uh, I just value, I, I value their, their relationship with me. I also value the time that I get to spend with them. Uh, I think that is, uh, that's, that's obviously an important aspect of maintaining relationships is spending time with people. What do your relationships with your students mean to you? Um, yeah, it's another good question. Uh, they're great. You know, I mean, I, I feel like the, the benefit is for both, right? For myself and for, for students to be able to share with them, talk with them, connect with them, um, share my life. And people that have had me in class know this, that I'm, I'm kind of an open book. At times I overshare. Um, I talk about talk about everything. Uh, I'm an open book with my, with, my, with my family about, or to my students about my family. Um, and then for students, you know, for me to be able to kind of get a glimpse of what their lives are like, what their world is like, um, especially in the subject of psychology that I teach, it's so important because it's all about why people act and think the way they do. And I, my ultimate goal in psych is for kids to take from the subject knowledge to help them have a better life. Uh, and so if I can kind of know what's going on in their life, I can help them have a better one. Have you ever had a couple students that have really stood out to you for any specific oh, yeah. reason? Yeah, I mean every every year, right? I have students that that leave an impact on me, and and I I, I anticipate that I do on them. Um, some of it, some of the some of the bigger ones are more revolving around uh, tragedy, maybe things that they've endured in their life uh, while at Prospect or even prior to being in my class, and and kind of as we talk about topics in psych those those tragedies maybe come back to the surface and, and kind of help them kind of work through and process through. Do you stay in touch with some of your past um, students? Yeah, to a degree. You know, it, it kind of depends on if our lives cross. Like, are they are they in the teaching profession? Um, are they are they local? Um, you know, that's 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 really the, the the key way or the main way that I do. Um, or if students will every once in a while send me an email, you know, kind of out of the blue, former students just kind of saying like, "Hey, I I took your class. Now I'm majoring in psych. I'm I'm in I'm in a doctoral program, getting my PhD, hoping to be a therapist." Uh, so I get those kind of emails, and that's that's kind of rewarding because that like kind of lets me know like, okay, at least something that I did sunk in with one person, uh, and, and so that's that's just pretty awesome. How come you t teach psych? Did you always want to do this? Yeah. Um, so when I went to Indiana, I had to, I knew I wanted, well, I first started wanting to do special ed and then kind of realized, okay, I don't know if that's really the path I want to take. Um, I, t I took a couple social science classes and then got into, and then, and then at Indiana, I'm like, okay, I want to do social studies. And well, within social studies, you have to pick a, you have to pick subject areas and you have to pick three because there's so many. There's like anthropology, there's U.S. history, world history, European history, psych, soci. Um, geography, sociology, I think I've already said that one. Um, so I, I chose geography, psych, and soch. Um, but for psychology, you have to take, tw I think it was at the time, 20 credit hours uh, versus like U.S. history, you only have to take nine credit hours. So you had to take a lot more in order to be certified in psych. And so 
I think just the mere exposure of having taken so many of those classes kind of led me to falling in love with it. So I feel I hear from like so many teachers and so many students that it's such a good class to mm-hmm. kind of well-round yourself. How do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's exactly like I said. It's, it's a class on the first day. I tell them the whole goal, the main objective is to help you have a better life because it's all about you, all about why you think, why, why you act the way that you do. Um, I mean, so we go, we go in places talking about like your memory. How do you create a memory? How do you hold a memory? How do you retrieve a memory? Short-term versus long-term, we get into social psych, how do other people influence you, um, talking about the brain, so that's neuroscience, talking about head trauma. Um, right now we're talking abnormal, so mental illness, so we're talking anxiety disorders, mood disorders, schizophrenia, personality disorders. Um, with all those, we talk about the treatment for them, we talk sensation perception, so how do you receive info from your world, process it, perceive it. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of endless of, of every kind of aspect of the human condition we cover in psych. And, and being humans, it's natural for us to just really, really be fascinated by that. I have a friend who is in psych. I'm not sure which class, but he said that they were talking about dreaming, and it's just so crazy, like, how yeah. in-depth a course like that can go. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's another one I didn't even get to, talking consciousness, right? So the stage is asleep. Um, the meanings of dreams, is there meanings to dreams, getting into a little bit about like deja vu, what is deja vu, is deja vu something that you experience in a dream, and then you just kind of have the sensation that you feel like you've done it before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, I could go on and on, talk personality theory, why is your personality the way that it is, why does it endure across situations, does your personality ever drastically change, um, how do we define it, how do we identify it, I mean, so awesome. How come you decided in college you wanted to take that sociology course to just stuff like really amaze you? Yeah, no, I, I kind of, well, totally honest answer, it was easy. Um, so, so I kind of wanted, when you're in college, you're kind of looking for like the path of least resistance. And so I was never a history guy, you know, facts and dates, I, I, that, that didn't really appeal to me. Um, but psychology did, and then what's, what's related to that is obviously sociology, which is like why people act the way that they do, why and how are people influenced the way that they do. In psych, we do a really mini unit on social called social psych, um, but sociology was just a little bit more of a, a broader lens, I guess, of people's interactions. So tell me a little bit more about yourself outside of prospect and teaching. Sure, so uh, I've been here 20 years. Um, I, this is my first school that I ever, ever got hired at. Um, graduated out of Indiana and for a year and a half I had to be a TA here up in the self-contained classroom in special ed, and that was kind of my, my working my way in. Um, I have, I've been married to my wife now for 20 years. We, we dated in high school, on and off. We went to college together, dated there, on and off. Um, I've got two boys. I've got an 18-year-old who's a senior at Palatine High School who's going to U of I next year, and then I've got an eighth grader, um, both really heavy involved in sports. Uh, I coach other teams, their basketball teams, their, their baseball teams, travel baseball. Um, so we, we have a pretty busy life. I'm assuming you played sports. I did. Up. I did. I played. I went to Palatine as well. So I played baseball, basketball, football. Um, all three of those for my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and then um, my class, the football team, was really, really good. And, and we went down to state uh, my junior, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, but it just became a lot for me. And so I just wanted to focus really on basketball and baseball. And so I stuck with those. Um, did not make the baseball team junior year, and so that kind of made my decision easy. All right, I just stay with basketball. Um, but I was also in the marching band, so that was kind of fun for the fall because I played the trumpet. So I was able to 
since I wasn't playing football, I was in the marching band, so it wasn't nearly as serious and or as good as Prospect's marching band. Um, it was more of a social thing, so I was heavily involved in that, which was pretty awesome. So now you see like all these professional teams now. Almost every team like has a therapist or has some sort of like mental side mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. that you didn't really see in the past. Have you ever like done research on that or ever really thought about that? Um, not really done research. Um, definitely thought about it. You know, I mean, when we right now in our abnormal psych unit, we we talk about um, therapy. You know, and and I continue to say that therapy is not just for the ill. Right? Therapy can benefit and does benefit everybody. Even if you feel like your life is, is going well, um, therapy can just kind of reinforce some of the things that you're doing to make sure you stay on that track. Same thing happens for sports, right? Sports is, when, when, if, when failure happens in sports, right, which is inevitable, it, it can be sometimes difficult to, to move past and to move through. And because it happens so quickly, you know, I mean, just think about the winning and losing of a game or even of a play. Um, so you have to be mentally strong and prepared to handle those failures so that that doesn't dwell and doesn't linger into your next performance, whether that be the next time down the court in basketball, the next pitch in baseball, the next play in football. Right? You, you just have to be prepared to, to, to kind of wash it, move on, go to the next. So then that, and that can be for some really, really difficult, right? Because sports is like the ultimate thing that like measures your worth and like you're not I shouldn't say your worth your your ability in such a really really short amount of time yeah I, I've I play baseball I've played football I've played basketball I've been around sports my whole life and it's just the people who really succeed in it are the mentally strong ones yeah. as well as physically and you really have to be like a all-around yeah. just strong yeah. and able person right. to do and, it. and sometimes I think failure at a younger age is is good thing because it helps you work through and process that like my oldest or my youngest son has always kind of been pretty good at sports it's kind of come easy for him as a natural athlete and and he now as he's getting older you know things are getting a little bit more serious things are getting a little bit more kind of like intense uh and and when he fails especially with that bats like over the weekend he went he went uh he hit for almost a cycle on friday night at a game and, and he's he had he's on like a five game hit streak, and then yesterday no Sunday he goes over, um, hits two really deep fly balls to left. Kids make two like crazy catches, and he's all angry and mad, um, and helping him work through like hey you stung the ball like you, you squared it you barreled it you just hit it right at a guy right or a guy just made a good play and that's just gonna happen. And he gets oh it's not fair and he gets all cranky about it, um, and just helping him like yep just deal don't let that performance and that at bat again, linger to the field. If you got to go and pitch or play short or play catch. Um, so just kind of helping him do that. If I've been lucky in my younger years, especially with baseball, I've always succeeded. I've always put in the work to be able to succeed. And then last year, my freshman year, I started off the season 0 for 14. <laughs> Worst I've ever done. I've, I I like didn't really know where to go from there. And then I spoke with my coach. I kind of talked to a couple of coaches in different areas, and they all kind of told me the same thing, like, we have the trust in you. Just go out and do it. And then yep. I – best year of my life batted like 670 on from there and it's just like just a little support from the people around you especially a coach someone you look up to can like mean so much for your confidence yeah and I think especially as you get to high school right like my son at 14 playing eighth grade he's not playing baseball every day right he's he's got we play maybe three games a week four games a week practice every once in a while and in like high school obviously you're playing Monday through Saturday 
right? And then maybe maybe hopefully resting on Sunday, so rest your arm if you're a pitcher or thrower. Um, and, and right, so that every day, you know, when you're younger, you have fewer at-bats, and so you feel you put a little bit more pressure on yourself to like make sure you perform. But in high school, you're going to get a ton of at-bats. And so just to kind of keep that, that levelness. And I think for my son, too, it's going to be beneficial next year going to high school to not have me be his coach. You know, like sometimes when it's dad, you can't separate those two two roles as a, as a as as a dad and as my son um, from his side. And so I think having high school coaches coach him is going to be really helpful, and then I can just kind of help him tweak small things uh, with at bats, with his stance, with his timing, with his load. Um, so yeah, kind of I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, like what you said, having another bat, it's like college or high school baseball. It's so quick. We mm-hmm. like it comes to an end really quick. We've got. Yeah five or six games left, but I feel like having the sense that there's always another at bat is can be good, but also can be bad because I I feel like I've had games where I go, all right, well, I'll have another one tomorrow. Like, it's okay. Over yep. three, I don't care. Yep. Come Come back on. tomorrow. You got to yep. have that mentality, but at the same time, like, I feel like you can put yourself into a trap of, well, that doesn't matter. I, I, I can go play again tomorrow. Yeah. And my coach uh, really preaches on, like, you never have another game. This, is, this could be your last game. I've seen guys' careers – I, I have seen guys and their career. I'm 15, 16, and I've seen horrific injuries where they're never going to be able to play again. It's you really learn to appreciate yeah. every time you go up to play it, every time you have a chance to make a play in the field. And I think high school baseball really highlights that. Like instead of summer baseball, where it's game, game, game for right. three months, unlike high school baseball, where it's like, all right, you'll play five games this week. Next week, you're rained out, you get none, and then. All right, and then you got five again, and then you got four, and work yeah. you into the ground, and it's just... Yeah, I still think high school baseball is ridiculous, the season that we play, <laughs> right? I coached high school here at Prospect in my early years teaching and coaching the freshman level, and it was, like, ridiculous. Like, obviously, we're taking, we're doing tryouts in the gym, right? I'm hitting grounders <laughs> off of a wood floor, off the basketball floor that I was just coaching the week before in March, uh, and then, right, we're thinking we're going to get outside by spring break, which is sometimes happens, but it's so wet, it's so cold. I mean, I remember going to games at Glenbrook North, Glenbrook South, Lake Forest. You're along the lakefront there, and you're just freezing your butt off. Horrible. This year we've gotten lucky with the weather. We got yeah. some of those early games in. Yeah. I think spring break with, for the first time ever. We didn't have games canceled. Right. Uh, Juicy said it was like the first time we got outside yeah, for our first practice like in <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And I, last year was terrible. It was, yep. We I remember our first game against GBN. It was like thirty some degrees, and right. it was right. just yeah. Horrific. I know for my travel guys, like I've been fortunate, knock on wood, this year to not be rained out yet. You know, I, my schedule is just kind of working out well. That I've gotten every game in, I've gotten every practice in. Haven't really had, haven't had to cancel anything. So hoping that stays. Nice thing about baseball is like when it does get canceled, it's kind of a breather compared yeah. to other sports we've got that one game a week but yeah for baseball you know yeah sometimes those can be welcomed right yeah. if, you've, if you've got a bunch in a row and you've got some tired arms and tired tired kids and you're like okay this could be good just don't throw don't be doing a push-up contest yeah yeah agreed especially for in high school because it's like for me at least like having playing a sport really makes me like want to be here mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the year playing a spring sport like i really get tired of coming to school every day like every kid does but yep, the grind yeah having baseball like I'm, I'm not complaining about having to be at school and sit at school and when the game gets canceled it's like all right like yeah come on great. i want i wanted to play but yeah. then yep. and then it gets to six o'clock and then you're like all right well i got home i got my homework done i'm going yeah. to bed <laughs> yeah yep yep 
I, it's I've had so many teammates like this year and in past years, whether it be travel or high school ball, summer ball, like really get burned out on baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think high school baseball kind of cr- hurts that a bit and yeah. makes yeah. it even worse. Yeah, a little bit longer of a season. Yeah, I think about softball. You know, I've got um, I've, got, I've had some, some family friends who have daughters that have played softball and the amount of games that they play, you know, like they'll play like five, six, seven games in a day with the same pitcher because their arm motion is different and they don't have the, they don't necessarily have the regulations um, that baseball does for pitching. And I'm just like, that is crazy. And they'll play like over a hundred games a summer. I'm just like, I can't even imagine. Like my travel guys, we try to get to 40. That's like my goal done by basically by like the week after July 4th and then on to the next. I think last summer I played 90 some games and it's like, I'm not a pitcher. I don't. I haven't pitched yeah. in years. But like right now, my arms, shoulders, a little sore <laughs> from playing catch yesterday. I couldn't yep. imagine, yeah, playing that many, that many games. Yeah. And like even one turn after like a tournament, we had a tournament in Nashville, which was actually really cool. We got to play on Vanderbilt's field. Nice. Um, it was like nine, seven, seven, nine games in like four days. Yeah. Ninety-five degrees. Yeah. Like, and how do you have the pitching right to to be able to withstand yeah, that? And we, then your catchers, like you got to have a bunch of catchers in there too because they throw. Just as much as the pitchers do. We went in with two catchers. Our one, I think he pitched. He would he would go from catching straight to yep. pitching. Yep. We were like riding guys out for seven, eight innings. Yep. I, we had our game on Vanderbilt won like 12 innings. Jeez. And my teammate who goes to prospect uh, pitched like the best game of his life, went eight innings. Like, wow, that's awesome. I think it was a little over 100 pitches. Like absolutely ran his arm into the ground. Yeah. And like, yeah. We had a kid who now we know he tore his labrum. From from that tournament, tournament like the okay. whole season, but yeah. the, in that tournament, he really like he Yeesh. didn't complain. He just kept going. <laughs> I, 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 baseball is such like a, you don't really think about it. It's such a physical sport yeah. once you really like get down to it. And I think people yeah, it, it's like more than any that. that need you need that rest. You know, I mean, obviously football, you need that recovery, but football is kind of naturally set up to be once a week, right? Basketball kind of kind of similar to that you know like you get on an AU team and maybe you play a tournament on a weekend or a shootout and you play like three games but it's really just your legs right that's resting like baseball it's using a part of your body with that arm that isn't used regularly like basketball you walk around all the time so it's like your legs can can handle that but baseball it's just kind of a strange strange kind of taxing of the body but I've when you this is really random when you throw with your left arm you realize like how awkward of a motion it yeah. is to throw a baseball you it's you're so flexible like on your throwing arm yep. where then you go with your left arm you'll yeah. hurt yourself yeah. after just throwing a ball yep. <laughs> trying to toss yep. the ball using those muscles you've never used right and like uh i have a couple stretches i'll do before swinging like that will highlight like certain muscles that you use for swinging it's like you just these aren't muscles that you right. use every day it's so random like right. how right. you do these things right well, we're running out of time here, Mr. Heilman. I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. And make sure you come back next week for the next episode of What Do You Value?